Section 38 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. To find out more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rebecca Case. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 2, by Henry Gray. Muscles and Fascia of the Abdomen, Part 1. The muscles of the abdomen may be divided into two groups. One, the anterolateral muscles. Two, the posterior muscles. One, the anterolateral muscles of the abdomen. The muscles of this group are obliquus externus, obliquus internus, transversus, rectus, pyramidalis. The superficial fascia. The superficial fascia of the abdomen consists, over the greater part of the abdominal wall, of a single layer containing a variable amount of fat, but near the groin it is easily divisible into two layers, between which are found the superficial vessels and nerves and the superficial inguinal lymph glands. The superficial layer, fascia of camper, is thick, areolar in texture, and contains in its meshes a varying quantity of adipose tissue. Below, it passes over the inguinal ligament and is continuous with the superficial fascia of the thigh. In the male, Camper's fascia is continued over the penis and outer surface of the spermatic cord to the scrotum, where it helps to form the dartos. As it passes to the scrotum, it changes its characteristics, becoming thin, destitute of adipose tissue, and of a pale reddish color, and in the scrotum it acquires some involuntary muscular fibers. From the scrotum it may be traced backward into continuity with the superficial fascia of the perineum. In the female, Camper's fascia is continued from the abdomen into the labia majora. The deep layer, fascia of scarpa, is thinner and more membranous in character than the superficial and contains a considerable quantity of yellow elastic fibers. It is loosely connected by areolar tissue to the aponeurosis of the obliquus externus abdominis, but in the middle line it is more intimately adherent to the linea alba and to the pubic symphysis, and is prolonged onto the dorsum of the penis, forming the fundiform ligament. Above, it is continuous with the superficial fascia over the rest of the trunk. Below and laterally, it blends with the fascia lata of the thigh a little below the inguinal ligament. Medially and below, it is continued over the penis and spermatic cord to the scrotum, where it helps to form the dartos. From the scrotum, it may be traced backward into continuity with the deep layer of the superficial fascia of the perineum, fascia of collies. In the female, it is continued into the labia majora and thence to the fascia of collies. The obliquus externus abdominis, external or descending oblique muscle, situated on the lateral and anterior parts of the abdomen, is the largest and the most superficial of the three flat muscles in this region. It is broad, thin, and irregularly quadrilateral, its muscular portion occupying the side, its aponeurosis the anterior wall of the abdomen. It arises by eight fleshy digitations from the external surfaces and inferior borders of the lower eight ribs. These digitations are arranged in an oblique line which run downward and backward, 
the upper ones being attached close to the cartilages of the corresponding ribs, the lowest to the apex of the cartilage of the last rib, the intermediate ones to the ribs at some distance from their cartilages. The five superior serrations increase in size from above downward and are received between corresponding processes of the serratus anterior. The three lower ones diminish in size from above downward and receive between them corresponding processes from the latissimus dorsi. From these attachments, the fleshy fibers proceed in various directions. Those from the lowest ribs pass nearly vertically downward and are inserted into the anterior half of the outer lip of the iliac crest. The middle and upper fibers, directed downward and forward, end in an aponeurosis, opposite a line drawn from the prominence of the ninth costal cartilage to the anterior superior iliac spine. The aponeurosis of the obliquus externus abdominis is a thin but strong membranous structure, the fibers of which are directed downward and medialward. It is joined with that of the opposite muscle along the middle line and covers the whole of the front of the abdomen. Above, it is covered by and gives origin to the lower fibers of the pectoralis major. Below, its fibers are closely aggregated together and extend obliquely across from the anterior superior iliac spine to the pubic tubercle and the pectineal line. In the middle line, it interlaces with the aponeurosis of the opposite muscle, forming the linea alba, which extends from the xiphoid process to the symphysis pubis. That portion of the aponeurosis, which extends between the anterior superior iliac spine and the pubic tubercle, is a thick band, folded inward and continuous below with the fascia lata. It is called the inguinal ligament. The portion which is reflected from the inguinal ligament at the pubic tubercle is attached to the pectineal line and is called the lacunar ligament. From the point of attachment of the latter to the pectineal line, a few fibers pass upward and medialward behind the medial cruce of the subcutaneous inguinal ring to the linea alba. They diverge as they ascend and form a thin triangular fibrous band which is called the reflected inguinal ligament. In the aponeurosis of the obliquus externus, immediately above the crest of the pubis, is a triangular opening, the cutaneous inguinal ring, formed by a separation of the fibers of the aponeurosis in this situation. The following structures require further description, viz. the subcutaneous inguinal ring, the intracrural fibers and fascia, and the inguinal, lacunar, and reflected inguinal ligaments. The subcutaneous inguinal ring, annulus inguinalis subcutaneous, external abdominal ring. The subcutaneous inguinal ring is an interval in the aponeurosis of the obliquus externus, just above and lateral to the crest of the pubis. The aperture is oblique in direction, somewhat triangular in form, and corresponds with the course of the fibers of the aponeurosis. It usually measures from base to apex about 2.5 centimeters and transversely about 1.25 centimeters. It is bounded below by the crest of the pubis, on either side by the margins of the opening in the aponeurosis, which are called the crura of the ring, and above by a series of curved intracrural fibers. The inferior crus, external pillar, is the stronger and is formed by that portion of the inguinal ligament which is inserted into the pubic tubercle. 
It is curved so as to form a kind of groove, upon which, in the male, the spermatic cord rests. The superior crus, or internal pillar, is a broad, thin, flat band attached to the front of the symphysis pubis and interlacing with its fellow on the opposite side. The subcutaneous inguinal ring gives passage to the spermatic cord and ilioinguinal nerve in the male and to the round ligament of the uterus and the ilioinguinal nerve in the female. It is much larger in men than in women on account of the large size of the spermatic cord. The intracrural fibers, fibrae intracoralis, intracolumnar fibers. The intracrural fibers are a series of curved tendinous fibers which arch across the lower part of the aponeurosis of the obliquus externus, describing curves with the convexities downward. They have received their name from stretching across between the two crura of the subcutaneous inguinal ring, and they are much thicker and stronger at the inferior cruce, where they are connected to the inguinal ligament, than superiorly, where they are inserted into the linea alba. The intracural fibers increase the strength of the lower part of the aponeurosis and prevent the divergence of the crura from one another. They are more strongly developed in the male than in the female. As they pass across the subcutaneous inguinal ring, they are connected together by delicate fibrous tissue, forming a fascia called the intracural fascia. This intracural fascia is continued down as a tubular prolongation around a spermatic cord and testes, and encloses them in a sheath. Hence, it is also called the external spermatic fascia. The subcutaneous inguinal ring is seen as a distinct aperture only after the intracural fascia has been removed. The inguinal ligament, ligamentum inguinae, poparte, or popart's ligament. The inguinal ligament is the lower border of the aponeurosis of the obliquus externus and extends from the anterior superior iliac spine to the pubic tubercle. From this latter point it is reflected backward and lateralward to be attached to the pectineal line for about 1.25 centimeters, forming the lacunar ligament. Its general direction is convex downward toward the thigh, where it is continuous with the fascia lata. Its lateral half is rounded and oblique in direction. Its medial half gradually widens at its attachment to the pubis and is more horizontal in direction and lies beneath the spermatic cord. The lacunar ligament, ligamentum lacunar gimbernati, gimbernauts ligament. The lacunar ligament is that part of the aponeurosis of the obliquus externus which is reflected backward and lateralward and is attached to the pectineal line. It is about 1.25 centimeters long, larger in the male than in the female, almost horizontal in direction in the erect posture, and of a triangular form with the base directed lateralward. Its base is concave, thin, and sharp, and forms the medial boundary of the femoral ring. Its apex corresponds to the pubic tubercle, its posterior margin is attached to the pectineal line, and is continuous with the pectineal fascia. Its anterior margin is attached to the inguinal ligament. Its surfaces are directed upward and downward. The reflected inguinal ligament, ligamentum inguinale reflexum, colesi, triangular fascia.
The reflected inguinal ligament is a layer of tendinous fibers of a triangular shape formed by an expansion from the lacunar ligament and the inferior crust of the subcutaneous inguinal ring. It passes medialward behind the spermatic cord and expands into a somewhat fan-shaped band lying behind the superior cruse of the subcutaneous inguinal ring and in front of the inguinal aponeurotic falx and interlaces with the ligament on the other side of the linea alba. Ligament of Cooper. This is a strong fibrous band which was first described by Sir Astley Cooper. It extends lateralward from the base of the lacunar ligament along the pectineal line to which it is attached. It is strengthened by the pectineal fascia and by a lateral expansion from the lower attachment of the linea alba. Admoniculum linea albae. Variations. The obliquus externus may show decrease or doubling of its attachments to the ribs. Addition slips from lumbar aponeurosis. Doubling between lower ribs and ilium or inguinal ligament. Rarely tendinous inscriptions occur. The obliquus internus abdominis, internal or ascending oblique muscle, thinner and smaller than the obliquus externus, beneath which it lies, is of an irregularly quadrilateral form and situated at the lateral and anterior parts of the abdomen. It arises by fleshy fibers from the lateral half of the grooved upper surface of the inguinal ligament, from the anterior two-thirds of the middle lip of the iliac crest, and from the posterior lamina of the lumbodorsal fascia. From this origin, the fibers diverge. Those from the inguinal ligament, few in number and paler in color than the rest, arch downward and medialward across the spermatic cord in the male and the round ligament of the uterus in the female, and, becoming tendinous, are inserted, conjointly with those of the transversus, into the crest of the pubis and medial part of the pectineal line behind the lacunar ligament, forming what is known as the inguinal aponeurotic falcs. Those from the anterior third of the iliac origin are horizontal in their direction and, becoming tendinous along the lower fourth of the linea semilunaris, pass in front of the rectus abdominis to be inserted into the linea alba. Those arising from the middle third of the iliac origin run obliquely upward and medialward and end in an aponeurosis. This divides at the lateral border of the rectus into two laminae, which are continued forward, one in front of and the other behind this muscle, to the linea alba. The posterior lamina has an attachment to the cartilages of the 7th, 8th, and ninth ribs. The most posterior fibers pass almost vertically upward to be inserted into the inferior borders of the cartilages of the lower three ribs, being continuous with the intercostalis interni. Variations. Occasionally, tendinous inscriptions occur from the tips of the 10th or 11th cartilages or even from the 9th. An additional slip to the 9th cartilage is sometimes found. Separation between iliac and inguinal parts may occur. End of section 38.